Hello, friends, and welcome to the First Love Podcast. Well, this is the last of the summer stories, the summer testimonies, and I hope you've been enjoying them. And this one we did at the end of June, and it was our second time to go back to Asbury Grove, and we just had a blast together. It was great. We had 12 participants, and it was a really diverse group. I think the oldest was 72 and the youngest was 22. So that was just fun for me, just being aware of my audience. And the really special thing was the 22-year-old. <laughs> so I'm on my way over, and our host got called away to work. So there's nobody there from the Grove to meet her. So fortunately, one of my facilitators, Terry, was there. And so Terry wanted to be there early to set up to be praying. And suddenly, this 22-year-old comes in and says, uh, where, where am I staying? And Terry says, it's a commuter retreat, a commuter weekend. And she goes, what's that mean? I thought a retreat. And, and I said, oh, no. And she said, well, the brochure said retreat. And I went, okay. And so she called her grandfather, dropped him off, and says, what do you mean a retreat where you have to commute, you know? <laughs> so I said, oh, no, 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 don't do that. You don't have to do that. There are plenty of people who are here locally. We will find a place for you to sleep. So be at peace. So what was fun for me, though, is that I sat down and just had a fun opportunity to get to know her a little bit and found out she had just given her heart to Jesus two weeks before. And I said, oh, my gosh, girl, this is exciting, you know, to get you rooted and grounded in some practices and an understanding of the love of God and imaging God and Jesus to one another, etc., so we had a really, really fun talk, and she was amazingly impacted. And especially there was just some incredibly powerful, precious moments in their small group time. And once again, the two facilitators that got put in there, when we heard her testimony about how the Lord touched her, both of them uniquely had gifting and strengths and experiences in praying and caring and being motherly and fatherly-like to her. And it was remarkable what God did, and just the joy of hearing her testimony. Well, one of the things I wanted to especially share, and I already jumped into it without introducing it, but in all of these summer stories, I've been trying to encourage the fact and tell you the fact that God puts these groups together. Terry tries to listen by faith, puts them together, but we find story after story of just how clearly God lined up the participants and lined up the facilitators to be together for that group time. And so in our group, Friday night, we're going around the circle and people are telling their story. And the last person who shared, I don't know exactly, but spoke of grandkids and whatever. So I'm going to guess she's most likely in her 60s or something. But although I'm 61 and don't have a grandkid, but I'm guessing that she was probably around there. So she's the last one to share. And she mentions to us that she just has a real struggle reading and writing. And we said, well, that's okay, you know. But in my own mind and heart, I'm thinking, ooh, this could be difficult because we do quite a bit of reading and writing in the time, especially the setup time, the alone time with the Lord. But we said, hey, be at peace, do what we can to help you, to bless you. 
So the lover's time happens, and of course people go off. If you're familiar, most of you listening probably are, but you remember you get to have an hour to do the synonym antonym exercise, and I'm thinking, oh God, this is going to be really difficult for her. And so I go over to take a look, and I'm trying to explain it, and so she starts circling some synonym antonyms that she was kind of drawn to. So we get into group, and there were only two guys on this particular one, so I had one of the guys. Well, the guy and one of the gals did Isaiah 41, 9 and 10, that I say, you are my servant, I've chosen you and have not rejected you. And it was just really cool because the way they, even though they picked some of the similar words because they're working off the same worksheet, but how they wrote it and other things that they wrote made each of their synonym antonym version of that passage unique, though, and special and powerful. Had such a great time. My co-facilitator, she and I both at different points, you know, being able to read it back and just watching them be touched and... It was powerful, 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 powerful. So then this odd thing happened. Never had happened before. Let me back up. When I got at my alone time, I spent a bit of time praying for our group and especially for this gal. And in the back of the, of the workbook now, it's spiral bound. In the back, we have all these different verses. Well, it just so happened that the way it laid out on my desk, one side was the trust verses and the other side was the treasured possession verses. And so I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the trust verses, that's mostly why I turned there. And as I'm looking at the trust verses, I'm the one that really touched me, I felt like the Lord said, Mark, remember, I can do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine through my power that's at work within you. I grabbed hold of that and went, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you, I'm believing you. Yeah, you're going to do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. Okay. But then I glanced on the other side and I saw this passage that we use as a worksheet. It's Isaiah 62, 3 and 5, where God says, You are a crown of splendor in my hand, a royal crown in the hand of your God. And as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so I, your God, rejoice over you. Well, I remember verse 4 is actually kind of cool because God also says, This is the way you were once, but I'm going to change your name and I'm going to call you delights in you because I delight in you. (laughs) And, and, but it was long and it was hard to figure out how to do that personalized. And so I've left it out, but somewhere, some point I had inserted it in this list of verses and I'm reading it and I see that it was longer and I'm looking at it and it says, you know, Mark, you are a crown of splendor in my hand, a royal crown in the hand of your God. And then he says, And I call you delights me because I delight in you. And I rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. Well, I had so much fun just sitting there going, say it again, Lord. Delights me. Come here, delights me. (laughs) I was just like, Lord, that feels good that that would be my name, that you delighted me. So I was just having fun with that. But we don't use that as one of our worksheets. We use it to illustrate, but it's not in the list of verses currently in the book. Well, one of the other participants went to share and started doing the synonym antonym. And I'm trying to go, what is that? And all of a sudden, the participant was able to recognize that, oh, I think I did this wrong. So I thought we were supposed to take the one you were illustrating. and miss the whole point that you're supposed to take one of the passages that you read the night before and find the worksheet. I don't know how that got missed, but it got missed. 
And so she did that verse, which God had touched me in the morning. And when she finished and it was my turn to do the synonym antonym and read it back to her, then to say, and oh, by the way, verse four says, I call you by a new name, delights me. I delight in you. And it really touched her heart, you know, and I thought, God, that was really precious. Thank you. So I saw that out of my quiet time, he'd equipped me to be able to love on her. Well, anyway, back to the, to the previous part again. So, and, but keep in mind, immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. So now it's the gal who said that she was going to have trouble reading and especially writing. And so she was sitting beside me. So she had her book open and I look across. And my first thing I saw, my eyes were drawn to lots of different words circled. But then I look up at the top of it and it's Isaiah 41, 9 to 10 the same passage that two people in the group picked. And all of a sudden I go, wait, notice this. Do you realize, and she didn't write anything. I said, God knew that you couldn't write and you didn't write, but two of the three people in our group, a male and a female, wrote synonyms and anthem version to your exact same passage. And she goes, oh yeah, oh yeah, I noticed some of my words and the things that they were sharing and saying. And I go, "Uh uh-huh. Do you realize of all the people and all the verses, two of the three of them did yours in a male and female kind of way of doing it. So would you like them to read it to you? (laughs) And she goes, oh yes, I would like that. Well, I asked them to read it instead of me and my co-facilitator. I asked them to do it. And they just took on. They embodied God's heart and presence. And the way they expressed it, way better than when they read it to themselves. (laughs) It was so powerful and so touched this lady. And so when group was over, everybody left the room and it was just me and my co-facilitator. And she stopped me. And she grabbed my arm and she goes, Mark, Mark, you know, all I can think of is that passage that God said he would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. And I'm like, what? I said, I opened up our booklet and said, look, you can see where I was, I marked it. He said that to me this morning. And now you're just saying, God just did immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. So both passages that I looked at in my alone time that morning, God used, confirmed, encouraged. Well, then I, one of the gals in the group works at the Grove. And so I asked her, I said, would you take these two things and go and photocopy them so we could give them to her so she could take them home with her? And so she did. And then I later, she disappeared. And it was lunchtime and I went outside. I, I wanted to call Robin and I'm walking down the road and she's coming back and she is lit up, smiling to beat the band. And so I said, what'd you think of this morning? And she goes, oh my gosh. She says, after our sharing time last night, I was a little concerned. And, but she said, that was unbelievable. And then she goes, and that God would use me. I've never been used like that. And I felt such confidence and authority and such delight in being the voice and the embodied person of the Lord in that moment to share it with her. So that was one of the most fun things I ever experienced. And I get to take it home and I can do it again. I go, you got that right. And then, and then she says, there's still this afternoon and tomorrow. You know, I said, it's going to be cool. 
you're going to be blessed. Well, the last thing was is that one of the folks in our group had experienced a lot of wounding and injury and was really struggling. The amazing thing in God's kindness was that the next morning went out for an early walk and one of the facilitators was out walking too and just said, you know, how are you doing? And they started talking. And it was so cool because when we did the God sighting time, and as she heard the Lord say, you know, if so-and-so, how much me that I came to you out there on the road to remind you of what I've done in you and what I've deposited in you. And, and I blew into life again, this just smoldering wick inside your soul. And she started to smile and was filled with energy. And she just said, God met me this morning through that person. And now doing this exercise to hear him say that to me, she was so touched and so blessed. And for me, it was like, God, I just pray that because she had shared a little bit about her story the night before. And she too was someone I was praying for to watch the Lord meet her out on the road with somebody who was gifted and skilled to listen, to care, to pray. And I'm telling you guys, it just doesn't get any more fun. It doesn't get any better than doing this stuff. And people are so impressed when they, you know, they find out that my facilitators, some of them have been doing this with me for 13 years. I, I don't even know how many weekends they've done. They go, you know, we don't even have a category for people continuing in something this long. And, and they all respond like, are you kidding? Yeah, it takes a lot of energy, but the joy we get, the joy we get, this is playtime. This is fun. This is, this is doing stuff with Jesus. And when you see what happens, and especially we get stories. When we are flowing in this stuff, loving and being loved, Jesus promised that his joy would be in us and that our joy would be complete. And you know, a big part of joy is telling stories stories that bring the joy back as you talk about them and get energized by them and oh that all our lives had more and more stories and so father i just pray for those that are listening today and especially if they've done first loved at some point that you would just empower them to go back to pull the workbook out or whatever form they have and just once again take the time to do the synonym antonym exercise maybe they have one that they can listen to afresh. Maybe they have somebody that they can, would you just read this to me so I can just listen to the Father's heart to me or the God sighting practice. Lord, I pray for any of my brothers and sisters that are listening today. Encourage them to pick up the practices again, to experience and encounter you in them and through them, and especially so that they can give it away and know the joy not only of being loved, but the incredible joy of loving as loved. So Father, we thank you. Thank you for stories. Thank you for your incredible faithfulness. Thank you that you do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Thank you for renaming us. Delights me because you delight in us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So God bless you all and just have a great rest of the day. <laughs>